Hello, and welcome to Local Legends. I'm Chi, outdoor fitness coach, and I am your host. Local Legends is a conversation with passionate cyclists who impact riding in Southern California, and specifically, San Diego. Here comes my next local legend. Welcome to episode 26 of Local Legends. My next local legend is Zach Martinez. Zach is a 15-year-old who races mountain bike, gravel, and road. He is fast, he is nimble, and he is focused. The thing to highlight is that Zach's racing isn't limited to his age class. He lines up elbow to elbow with elite men in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s and wins. We recorded this podcast in January, about a month before Rock Cobbler, a grueling gravel race in the foothills of Bakersfield. He ended up winning the Rock Cobbler Pebbler, coming in with a time of 3 hours and 45 minutes, 13 minutes in front of the second place. Zach has been racing for 10 years. He is determined at his training and his goals, which makes him the athlete that he is. As a mom myself, I know about teenage life and school, and it was hard not to go into mama bear mode while we were having this conversation, but instead instead I stayed in my coach and host mode so I was able to share his story. I encourage you to reflect briefly on what you were doing when you were 15. I'm sure you will be inspired when you hear this fun conversation with Zach, where we talk about his goals, his passion for riding and training, and how he trains and balances life, training, and school. Enjoy my next local legend with Zach Martinez. So my next local legend is Zach Martinez. Hi, Zach. Hi. Thanks for for being here finally. We got this date to come um, to fruition. Yeah. How's your day? Good. Yeah. pretty good thank you for having me yeah um so I, I do want to talk about talk about your training and your racing and what you're doing i think a lot of people know who you are and they know that you are pretty young and kicking you yep. i can't use bad words in front of you so kicking butt and um why don't you tell people like a little bit about you so how old are you so i'm 15. um i'm a freshman in high school and i ride about six days a week Oof. And then I don't really do much besides riding and homework. <laughs> it's mostly training and being ready for races. Yeah, that's pretty committed to there. Um, so which high school do you go to? I go to Westview. It's in PQ. Yeah. So pretty close to everything. Do you walk to school? No, my brother drives me. Oh, you don't even bike to school? No. <laughs> Too much training? <laughs> you got to rest? Yep. So you have an older brother. Yeah, he's 16. So he just got his license. Oh, very cool. Oh, so he goes to school with you. Yeah, he's a junior. Oh, excellent. Do you have any other siblings? No, just him. Oh, that's cool. What's his name? Jake. Okay. You guys ride together? No, he plays lacrosse. Okay. So he just started that about a year and a half ago. Yeah. He played soccer before that, but now he's... Cross. Yeah, that's a that's a good transition. Well, we don't want to talk about your brother, but yeah. I didn't know you had an older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what is uh, high school treating you? It's pretty good. It's definitely different than middle school, like the workload and like homework and the expectations, but mm-hmm. it's manageable. Yeah. Um, I bet it's been a transition. I mean, you're only yeah. one semester in. All right. So you did allude to the fact that you do a lot of riding and I guess we can jump well, let me let me ask you something that I ask all my my uh, guests, all my local legends. Like, how did you get into writing? Um, I started writing because my dad was doing it at the time, and then 
I got like into, into racing with Quick and Dirty that mm-hmm. by Victor. So that really helped me like start riding and racing more because yeah. they were so often like the races were happening. So your first race was Quick and Dirty. Yeah. Awesome. How old were you? Probably five or six. Oh, geez. Like that's yeah. like 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was a pretty long time ago. <laughs> so you were like the little kid, like were you pedaling or were you like yeah. running with your bike? Can I you- was on a 24 inch probably. Do you remember your first race? Yeah, I had like a bunch of pads on, like elbow <laughs> pads and big helmet, knee pads and just everything on. So, so much fun though, like a long time ago though. I mean, you've been racing for 10 years. That's a lot of more yeah. than a lot of adults have been racing. And um, I know as a coach, it's not just how old you are, but your racing age. So you're pretty old up there with yeah. your racing. Um, what did you like most when, can you remember how you felt when you were five? Like what you remember mm, about it? Not much, but I just remembered it was like, I just like going like fast and like just going as hard as I could and not stopping. Oh my. So that just like got me hooked. Okay. Did you, I know they don't really pr- promote the winning, but did you do well? Like, did you finish? Um, I don't really remember, but I wasn't really focused on that, but okay. yeah, probably like top five wow <laughs> so you got the bug you're like this is yeah. cool and your dad was racing i assume yeah. as well yep that's how i got into it and had he been racing a lot like did you see him get geared up and you're like i'm gonna do that yeah he mostly like just like focused on me like at that point but i didn't really see him race much <laughs> but he was mostly focused on like my racing and like making sure i had everything okay so yeah that's right. Do you look at the kids that are five and you're, you kind of <laughs> yeah. realize how little you were, mm-hmm. but like the idea was deep seated and planted. Yeah. Um, when you first started racing back when you were little, did you know that you wanted to keep doing that or you just liked it for fun or? Uh, I didn't really think I'd continue it because I was like doing really good at soccer that time. Okay. So I was like playing that for most of my time until like I was nine or ten okay and then i made a choice to just like fully switch over to mountain bikes and road bikes yeah from that point and then just stop playing soccer um i want to ask you about soccer because there's a lot of people that play soccer and then find the bike mm-hmm. um and i know i guess this would be the last time i refer that you know when you were little but <laughs> uh how did you how was soccer for you, like, compared to how racing, like, did you like the sport? Did you do it because it was with your friends? I think at that age, it was, like, more of, like, team bonding, okay. like, hanging out with friends at games or, like, going and staying at someone's house mm-hmm. after practice or something. But I kind of like the self-supported aspect of riding instead of, like, a team because, mm-hmm. like, if something goes wrong, it's on me mm-hmm. and not other people. So that's what I like about like racing on my own. Yeah, I can totally see that. What position did you play when you were a soccer player? Uh, Ford. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, okay. So you did your race, your mountain biking, and you mentioned also road riding. So layout, like, how did it work out that you, in my head, this is what I imagine, you're going to quick and dirty races and then you just kind of do the quick and dirty series. Is that what happened? Or did yeah. you start going to different races in, you know, California? And stuff? Yeah, so I started out like 
all mountain bike, mm-hmm. like, and then my dad started, like, getting me into, like, the U.S. Cups, like, the, okay. the Team Big Bear, mm-hmm. and then just all of those, like, mountain bike races, and then I got um, Team Velosport, like, the road team. I started riding with them a mm-hmm. lot, so that's how, like, I got into road, and then that just really got me hooked to road more than mountain. Really? Yeah. So you're race riding road as much as mountain or more? Uh, definitely more road. Okay. What do you like about the road riding? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like better at it. You know? Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I just have like more joy in riding road than mountain. I like riding mountain like with group rides and stuff, but it's just like road is easier to train on too. Yeah. Um, so, whew, there's a lot of questions coming up in my head. Um, so do you race road? Yeah, I do. This will be my third season racing road. This and year. at your age, are you in a category or are you yeah. in an age group? I'm a cat four, so pretty, like, not very, like, um, what do you say, uh, like, fast group, I guess, but I'm pretty close to cat three, which is like mm-hmm. mid point, I guess you could say, which is like where races are starting to get like more, less sketchy and like faster. Got it. So you race cat four in your age group. Um, or no, are you open? Yeah, it's open. So you're lining up with 30, 40, 50 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does that feel? It's pretty different. I mean, I think it's better though. Cause like, they don't really, like, the adults really don't think, like, you could do much, and then, like, in the end, you're, like, top five, and then they, like, are shocked, so it's kind of nice. So you kind of show up thinking they have no idea, yeah. and you're like, that's cool, like, you know, whatever, and they don't give you a hard time, right? No. They don't bully you or anything? Um, Some races, I mean, like, they won't let you, like, slot back in, like, you gotta, like, elbow them a little bit, but, I mean, most of the time they do. When you train, do you train with... To, to get into positions or do you use your size to your advantage or is... I think using my size to advantage like I can like slip through like little holes because <laughs> I'm so small but yeah I think that's like a disadvantage at some t- points and then like an advantage at others hmm. what do you feel is your strength as a road racer um your tactics like, or yeah that and like just like saving energy like Mm. during the race like being in the right position the whole time Mm -hmm. so that really helps a lot and um i don't follow road racing a ton so what and i know there's different styles there's there's criterion and there's all these so which ones do you race in and, and what does that look like so i do like road races time trials and crits and i think time trials are mostly like my like weak point because okay. like my size and then crits are like probably my strong point because like how small I can get like through like holes mm-hmm. and like getting like if I'm off the back or like in the back of the group I can get to the front like super quick which is like a good advantage for me to have at the end of a race mm-hmm. so that helps me a lot and people can't really draft off you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they have to really get that's tight an, that's also an advantage I guess you could say like in a road race people don't yeah have a draft off of me and so you still might race mountain bike um not as much oh. 
maybe like a few times a year, but I do mostly gravel and road now. Okay, which gravel races are you? Let me ask you this: What do you? What does your schedule look like this year? Can you um, summarize it, or is it yeah. pretty? Or do you need a spreadsheet? To like no. Or let me your A and B races. Definitely all the BWRs. Okay, all of them. Mexico, yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go like as much as I can, and then definitely all the crits like CBR, and then what CBR? It's California bicycle racing it's like a it's like quick and dirty but for road okay so it's like a crit series and they're all up like carson area up north mm -hmm. and then i think this summer i'm going to race in europe with velosport whoa that's your be, first year yeah which will be really fun i'm looking forward to that wow that's a that's a fun series so yeah. a lot of endurance that's what yeah. i'm hearing because the bwr yeah. you're gonna do the whole waffle yeah mo probably Hopefully. Whew. Okay. So if I'm correct, you are probably training about 10 to 15 hours a week. Yeah. So, and you mentioned about your schoolwork. So I'm just going to take a, I'll come back to your races because I mm -hmm. want to talk to you more about that. But um, even as adults, you know, we have to manage our time and energy. Yeah. And as a student, you have to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell my kids, your job is to to be a, a student. Like that's your focus, <laughs> yeah. and, and to take care of yourself. So, um, what does your is there a typical day? I think today's your day off, right? Yeah. So, what does a day look like when you actually have to train? So, school starts at eight thirty, and then I get home at like four, which is pretty late compared to like other schools. You get out of school, like school ends at four. No, I get home at four. Oh. School ends at 3.45. Okay, fair, okay. So, and then I eat some food real quick and then I'm probably on the bike at like 4.45. And then usually my rides are like an hour and a half to two mm -hmm. hours on the weeks, weekdays. So then I get home at like 6.30, seven, mm -hmm. and then just eat dinner and then straight to homework. And then just do, do it again. again. Yeah. Do you um, monitor how much sleep you're getting? Or is that something that your parents kind of like, all mm -hmm. right, turn off the lights? No, I mean, I don't really have like a certain time to go to bed. I just go to bed like when I'm done with homework, which is usually around like 9.30. Okay. And then I shoot for like nine hours of sleep every night. Okay. So you do have like an internal goal to get yeah. some sleep. Um, yeah. And does that interfere with having, I hate to say a school life, like do you hang, do, you, do your friends want to hang out? You're like, sorry, I'm busy, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah, sometimes it like interferes, but I mean, I feel like hanging out with my friends or like going to train for a race, like I get so much more out of like winning a race than hanging out for one time. So, I mean, there's points like where it should be nice to go hang out with friends when I'm riding, but I mean, I just look at like long-term goals like yeah. the future so that really helps wow wow um i think a lot of times people don't can't see their future so the fact that you, yeah. it's pretty clear to you is is unique do you have any friends who ride um not much in my school i mean i have my cousin mason salazar he's in my spanish class so <laughs> me and him raced together for 10 years oh that's cool so yeah so yeah he's like the only friend that i have at school that rides but yeah 
would you consider the people that you ride with um, around San Diego your friends now, even though yeah. they're not your age? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like I like get along more with like older people. Mm. So I think riding with older people helps me. Yeah. Like more experienced, like Pete, Thole, and Brian, mm -hmm. and Victor, yeah. so that can help me like grow. Yeah, um, I guess that's kind of one of the questions I was going to ask you is um, who has, I know your dad's one of your biggest fans and supporters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who else has kind of helped you through this process of giving you like, obviously they see the talent, they see the drive, like who's hot? Um, besides, so you can, you mentioned the three, so how, how, how have they helped you shape you in your racing? Yeah, I think Brian has definitely like been the number one person mm -hmm. there because I've been with him for like three years mm -hmm. and he's always helped me like focus on long-term goals and mm -hmm. like being in the moment and like not get down on myself at a bad race. Mm -hmm. And then Victor has helped me like keeping everything fun, oh. like just yeah. every ride is fun. Yeah, that's really helpful. Do you do the thug rides? Um, I tried it once and I got dropped pretty hard. So I think in a year or two, I should be pretty yeah. able to ride the whole ride. So what are your long-term goals? If, if I mean, if, what do you, what do you, what's your current goal? I'd say like get onto like a, like, what, like, how much time do you say? I don't know. I mean, like, I'd say like five years, maybe like a world tour team. Mm. And then in two years, maybe like a, like hot tubes. What's hot tubes? It's like a road team out on the East coast. Oh, like they're like pretty like professional, but like juniors. Oh, cool. So yeah, they're a really good team. And what about Olympics? Yeah, definitely. That's one of my goals too. So do you write these down or do you have posters in your room? Like, mm -hmm. or do you all have I them? just, just in my head, a lot of things like I do are mental. So like, just like thinking in the future and like remembering my goals. Yeah. I don't really write anything down, but I just remember them all. Yeah. So do you ever like wake up and not wake up, but like go on a ride and you're like, I don't really want to do this. And then you're like, well, no, this is for this race. Or do you ever find yourself you always want to ride your bike. Yeah, definitely. There's some days like after school, like I'm tired, mm. but I still get out and do it because I know like it doesn't matter if I'm tired, like just go ride. Mm -hmm. The hardest part is like just starting. Then like mm -hmm. after I like, I love it like mm -hmm. during, but yeah, that's just the hardest. Starting is like always the hardest part. It's uh, why is that you know that already? Because a lot of, People always say the hardest part is to go put your shoes on. And once you get out the door, <laughs> yeah. you warm up a little bit. And, um, definitely that inertia shift. Mm -hmm. um, and then how how's school been? Like, have you had any you know struggles with like keeping up, or you're like you, you just know you have to get your schoolwork yeah. done? Yeah, it's definitely like my mom definitely pushes it on me, mm -hmm. like keeping my grades and homework up, mm -hmm. and like I can't ride if I don't do my homework. Okay, so that. I never really fall behind unless mm -hmm. I like go to like a longer race right to miss some school. Yeah. But yeah, mostly, most of the time I'm always on top of it. Yeah. And then I try to do my homework like early mm -hmm. so I don't have to worry about it and then I can go ride. Yeah. 
And when you go ride, do you listen to music? Are you yeah. thinking about school or life or? Yeah, mostly like podcasts, like yeah. Joe Rogan. Okay. And then, yeah. And then David Goggins, like during intervals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't listen to the music. You just listen to podcasts. Um, I was going to ask you if you listen to podcasts. I listen like rap music a little bit, but mostly podcasts. Nice. Um, so let me ask you, you recently came back from a pretty big injury. Yeah. Um, you okay if I ask yeah. you about it? Okay. Um, so why don't you walk me through like what happened? You were at a race, I assume. No, I was, no, no. I was like in the neighbor, in neighborhood, like close to my house. And I was just, my shoelace got like somehow got tangled and I was like in my chain ring and I was like looking down and then I, I just like was on the ground. Oh. So then I hit a car. What? A parked car. Yeah. So you looked down, you hit a parked car and you went OTB. Yeah. And then did you know something was wrong? Um, not really at first cause like all the adrenaline, but like mm. I felt my leg, it, I thought it was just like scratched, like mm. the cut, but it was broken. You didn't hear it? No. So then you biked home? No, I just called my mom. You're like, um, I need some, I need to pick up something happened. <laughs> yeah. And then she just called 911 from there. No then, way. Yeah. Then I just went to the hospital and I was probably in the hospital for two to three days. Why that long? Cause they like, they needed to like find out if I needed like surgery that day or oh. like to reschedule it like a different day. And then also like, had to see if I was like suitable to come home and like get up. Uh, okay. So what ended up being, what was the, what broke? Um, tibia and fibula. Okay. Like totally broken. She so clean break. So that, yeah. that's actually a good thing, right? Cause then it's easier to put back together, yeah, so to speak. I guess. Um, was that like in the summertime? No, it was around this time of year last uh, year. Okay. Well, anniversary. <laughs> yeah. January 14th. Oh, Wow, it is actually a full yeah. year. Whew. So when did it, you realize that you were going to be off your bike for a while? Probably like the second day when I was in the hospital, like when I found out it was totally broken. And did that bum you out? Were you like, ah, whatever, I'll be okay. Yeah, I was pretty bummed because like not just riding, but like just like getting up to walk on my own. Oh, okay. It's like getting food. Like I couldn't even take my own shower. So oh, yeah. So like it was terrible for for like first few months, like a month or two, but I mean I healed pretty fast. Like I think faster than everyone else normally would. Okay, so usually what a bone takes like eight to twelve weeks to heal. Yeah, I think a little longer for the leg because like how big it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think also like the surgery like that I had it like added a little time to the like healing process, I guess. What, what was the surgery? I had to get plates on my tibia. Okay. Yeah. And then I just got them out in mid November. So like a month and a half ago. And then I was off the bike for like a week and a half. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So what that during that time that you were off your bike, was that hard for you just to kind of sit there? I mean, I know you said it was hard just because you couldn't get around, but yeah, it was definitely like, I got anxious at like, most like all the time I was anxious just like do stuff 
like not even just riding, but like just like getting up. And I think that just caused like more pain in my leg mm. from being like anxious. So that didn't really help, but yeah. And it looked like a lot of people were there supporting you and sending gifts and yeah. What was what was some of the advice that they gave you that was helpful? Were you like were you just like I'll just deal with it? <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Reggie Miller sent me like a bunch of like uh fruit and like balloons and then Brian and his wife's Brian McCulloch and yeah. his wife sent me a bunch of stuff. So Aww, that was really that cool. felt good? Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah. Wow. So anything that you learned from that time off the bike and um that helped you in this coming year or you just think it is part of the part of being a kid yeah definitely part of being a kid yeah yeah um i only asked because two, two of my daughters had acl surgeries and they were off the bike for a year and sometimes when you when you have that and then you get to go back and play you realize it's you're fortunate to yeah. be able to yeah definitely like all, when the time like i couldn't even walk like yeah. now it's like I'm very lucky to be even like riding a bike. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. So back to your racing and your, your future, your future is bright. So you need a lot of support and help to do what you're doing. I know Brian's mm -hmm. coaching you and, and you guys have a great relationship. So are, are there any other people that are supporting you? Yeah. So Rhino power really helps me out with like nutrition. Mm -hmm. They're like, probably the best out there. Oh, definitely. good. And then Spinergy wheels, they're really durable. Like I've smashed super, <laughs> like a lot of rocks cause I ride my gravel bike, like a mountain bike mm -hmm. and they don't budge. Yeah. And then, um, hundred percent. Yeah. They've supported me for like two years, three nice. years. And then Haro e-bikes, they're really nice for like recovery days. Okay. And just riding around my neighborhood. That's fun. Yeah. Do you like doing that? Yeah. It's really nice. Like on days that I have off, I just go like ride for like an hour. Mm hmm. And then what, what kind of, what about your bike bikes? Those you like your road bike and your mountain bike? Um, I don't really have like a deal on those yet, but yeah. my dad and my mom really support me on those. That's nice. So yeah. And how many bikes do you have in your garage for you? You have um, the e-bike? Yeah, I have a road bike, mountain bike, e-bike, gravel, and then a stump jumper. So nice. like a enduro bike. So yeah. five. Do you ever, sorry, I know you said you don't really, mountain biking's not the forte right now. And right now everything's going towards road biking. But mm -hmm. do you like downhilling and yeah. doing all the stuff around I, San Diego? Yeah, it's really fun. I like to ride at Ted's with um, oh. your husband, actually. I ride with him a lot. Oh, the ones that I ride. Yeah. And like we ride over there a lot, so it's really fun. You like doing that group ride? Yeah, it's fun like during the weekdays because like it's kind of like hard without riding with like alone for a while. So like it's nice riding with like, all those guys. Yeah, and they're really fast. They are. I know it's like when you said you lined up and people under us don't know what you can do because you're <laughs> yeah. little. I think it happens the other way around. You look at older people and you're like, ah. yeah, and they're like, sure. oh, and then they like, yeah, kick your butt. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. you know it's it's very humble and you can't yeah you can't um underestimate people um just by their age right yeah, for sure uh, what are your um you said you meant you ride at ted's what other places do you like to ride um 
Definitely like PQ because it's like yeah. right on my right by my house. Like except not right now, huh? Yeah, it's, it's all the rain. Really wet. Yeah. Um, Black Mountain is really fun. Mm -hmm. I, I climb that a lot for training. Yeah. And then um, there's like I do like road in this area, mm -hmm. like Double Peak area. Mm -hmm. Not much mountain here, but it's really good climbing here. Yeah. So your next race coming up, if I'm not, are you doing rock cobbler? Yeah. You I'll are? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you this too. So you talked about route lining up and you're with these older guys and the road ride. Um, do you have people that you look up to with racing? Like, do you have racers yeah. that you are like, I don't know, Keegan Swanson or somebody like? Yeah. I like following like Keegan Swanson. He's really cool. Like he's a really fast American. So probably the fastest. Yeah. And then, Victor too. He's just insane. Wins every race. Yeah. And then Brian too. Yeah. He's really good at the BWRs and top tens every time. And anybody like international or like national that you um, follow? I, and I don't follow other, I don't follow a lot of road riders. So I'm not really sure, but yeah, I've been watching like a bunch of the cyclocross races like oh. with Van Art and Vanderpool. I like watching those mm -hmm. and like the Tour de France is really fun to follow. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't really, I don't think it's like just one person. I think it's just like what like type of writing it is like that I just follow mm -hmm. and like. Yeah, that's cool. So when you line up, so this is what I was gonna ask you about rock cobbler. When you line up and you're, in, I'm assuming you're at the front and you're elbow to elbow with pretty great writers yeah does that feel good and people yeah. recognize you right yeah i won't be up there for too long like brian and them but i try my best well you're still growing yeah do you, do people tell you that like it's just let time yeah is sure. your best advocate right now yeah. you keep that in mind when you're racing that you recognize that yeah sometimes i get like angry at like my size and stuff but I mean um, like I can't control it yeah. so I just have to use it to my advantage yeah that's that's true um and we started talking a little bit about you know mental training so I have a just wanted to ask you a little bit more about that okay let me ask you first do you get nervous at races like to prepare when you show up to a race um, do you get any like butterflies yeah usually like most of the time I do but now like recently I've been like thinking like just before a race like there's nothing I can do besides just like give it my best like I can't do any more training so I mean I just like kind of that helps with the nerves a lot yeah and how did you learn that like uh just kind of what, Brian what kind actually of, yeah Brian Scarborough helped me with that like that was what I struggled with a lot like nerves but he's really mm -hmm. helping with that part that's really great. I mean, that's great advice overall. When sometimes sabotage you if you're not careful with that um, and preparing, you know, for your expectations and setting yourself up. What other um, people that you look that I know we talked a little bit about Victor and Brian um, about how they helped you with with training, but what where do you look for some of that mental guidance? Whether it's you mentioned podcasts, so I don't want to answer the question for you, but where do you get yeah. some of your in insights? Definitely my dad. He really helps me out with that part. Like, just like helping me like stay, like make sure I'm still having fun and all that. 
which really helps awesome. me like just stay like wanting to ride and race. Yeah, that's that's great. That's great balance. And then you mentioned um, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Goggin, David Goggins. Yeah, and I only recognize his name because um, I've heard somebody quote him before. So what yeah. has he done to kind of help? Like you said, you 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 read read some of his books. Yeah, they're like really cool. Like perspective, like shows you like how much like your body can do, but it's just like your mind that really holds you back. Wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty intense. Have you gotten to a point where you're? you thought your body was, you had to push yourself or so far have you just, um, like has it ever begun to a point where you've had to test that theory? Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, oh, definitely. Okay. It definitely like every time it happens, I mean, it like, it helps me like learn from it, like yeah. what went wrong or like what I could have changed. But yeah, it definitely still happens. Yeah. Well, this is great. Um, any insights for like young kids who are in high school, maybe they're in NICA and they, they're listening to this. Any, any tips you would give anybody that's starting to race or really getting serious? Um, just keep it fun and like ride with all your friends as much as you can. And yeah, yeah just enjoy it and don't do overdo it. All right. Well, there's some, there's some good advice right there. Uh, amen to that. Well, this was really great, um, Zach, and thank you so much for being my local legend, and I look forward to seeing your race career and see you at the races. Yeah, thank you so much. Hello and welcome back. Some of the things that I loved about this conversation and getting to know Zach a little more. He knows his goals and he knows what he wants to achieve. It's what keeps him going and chooses what's important in life, getting out the door and training. As a coach, this is something I emphasize in my athletes to know where they want to go and see themselves. This very powerful tool is something that Zach uses and it highlights how this is a big part of his success. I'm also stoked for Zach to have such great male role models in his corner to guide and support him. The people we talked about, Victor Sheldon, Brian Scarborough, and Pete Thal, were all previous local legends on this show, and I have a high respect for each of these men for their character and athleticism. And guys, Zach is fast, and he's got great bike handling skills. Keep an eye out for Zach. He's going places.